Hello, back to Sports Corner. I am your host, Mike O'Day. Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode. Got some injury news for you. James Johnson, the small forward for the Miami Heat, will miss 7 to 10 days with an ankle injury. Hope he gets back as soon as possible and has a speedy recovery. Hope to see him back on the court. Mello, Ver- Mello had a beautiful tribute video in his return to the Garden last night. Had a standing ovation in his introduction. Was even announced like he was back when he was in Nick. And then whenever he touched the ball, he was booed. It was all in good fun, though. I think all the Knicks fans have love and respect for Melo and for everything he's done for the franchise. But he was on the other team now, so they were obviously going to boom. Now, Melo had a hot start coming in to the beginning of the game. Shot 5 for 12, and then didn't hit a single shot in the second half. Shooting 27.8% from the floor last night. So, why is Melo struggling? That's the biggest deal, because we all know Melo is a prolific scorer. He's a phenomenal offensive player. He's been that way his entire life. His entire career, he's averaged over 20 points a game. So, what is the problem now? Well, the biggest issue is, he doesn't have the ball in there. Now, I know that sounds weird, like, if you can't score when you have the ball less, why would we give you the ball more? Well, Melo gets in a rhythm by going to the free throw line. Melo has not gone to the free throw line a lot. When he played the 76, he got to the free throw line, had a good game, he scored 24 points, and went 7-10 at one point. He had a good, he had 7 to 10 for the floor. He shot 70% for the field. So, if you look at it from that perspective, when Melo is at the free throw line, he gets in a rhythm. He gets points that way. That's how he scores. That's how James Harden, when he's having, James Harden having an off night, when he can't hit shots, he get he, he draws fouls and goes to the free throw line. That's how he contributes. Now, it's the same deal for Melo. That's how he plays. Now, the OKC3 as a whole have been struggling. For players that shoot over 15 shot attempts per game, they are in the lowest spot on that list in terms of field goal percentage. Melo is third lowest at 41%. Paul George is second lowest at 40.8%. And Russ has 38.4%. Now, those numbers are bad, especially when you're taking that many shots a game. I mean, Russ against the 76ers is about 10 for 33. So, the question is, who needs to run the show in order for this to work? And the answer is simple. It's an audacious answer that will probably annoy the crap out of a lot of viewers. As well as get people to yell at me or bother me or argue with me when they see me in person. But this is the simple answer. It's Carmelo. And the reason it's Carmelo is because he's a scoring machine when he gets the ball. The more touches he gets, the better he plays. He has not gotten a lot of touches. Russ has been ice cold. PG has been ice cold. But the difference between... Mello and Russ is he's a good defender. PG is a good defender. Mello is not. So what they need to do is they need to set up a defensive perimeter for Mello to help on the defensive end and then go, here Mello, score. Because if you do that, he will score points for you. Russ and PG will be able to find ways in the game. Mello will give up the ball because he will get double teamed and when he does, that's when they have the opportunity to strike. And double coverage Melo will be stopped. But you can't stop Melo with single coverage. You can't. He has too many moves. He has jab steps, spins, mid-range game. He's very, very difficult to cover as a player. So by giving Carmelo Anthony the ball and giving him free range, the green light to just go. This will solve their problem. Right now, OKC is playing all isolation basketball where they take turns with Russ, Melo, and Paul George. Three of them just shooting it up. They're last in passing and assists per game. 
you can't you can't win playing isolation ball. Now, it's funny because I say Melo needs to be the one option. He's an isolation scorer, but Melo's a mid-range shooter. That's a lost art. Most defenses aren't set up to guard the mid-range. They're set up to guard the perimeter, which Russ can't shoot from anyway. And Paul George has been struggling to shoot from. So, Melo will be a tough cover, and he's a great low post player. And playing at the power forward, there's not a power forward in this league other than Christos Porzingis or Anthony Davis who can guard him. There's no other power forward that can guard Melo, one-on-one. So that's why Melo needs to run the show. Not because he's the best player, but because he has the most experience being the number one option on the team. And has had the most success being the number one option on the team. When we get back, we're going to talk about the rest of the stuff on the news. Stay tuned for more right here at the Sports Corner. Hello and thank you for tuning into the second segment of Sports Corner. I'm your host, Mike O'Day. First thing I want to talk about right now is Ben Simmons is actually not as good as you think. And I'm going to tell you why. While Ben Simmons does play defense, he's a phenomenal passer. Offensively, he is very one-dimensional. And I don't mean like very, like a little bit. I mean like very, very, very one-dimensional. If you created him as a 2K player, I can tell you exactly how to create Ben Simmons as a 2K player. He's a two-way slasher. If you take away his defense, he's a pure slasher. That's literally all he does. He slashes to the rim. He cuts to the rim and dunks. He can't shoot mid-range. He can't shoot threes. And his points per game has already started to go down. Why? Because coaches are looking at the scouting report and going, Huh, how do we guard Ben Simmons? Well, we have to protect the paint and that's about it. Now, for some teams, that's really hard. But for most teams, that's not. Most teams could guard the paint pretty well. If you force him out on the perimeter, if you don't let him get past you, if you stay in front of Ben Simmons, he will not score. He won't. I mean, the OKC game went into triple overtime, and he scored 12 points. 12. Why only 12? Because... Their defensive efficiency on the Thunder is not going to allow a person with only one-dimension game of slashing to score a ton of points on them. This is a shooting league. The days of slashing and cutting to the rim and that being the only thing you need to do in order to succeed in this league are long gone. Long gone. This is a three-point shooting league. This is a ball of movements league. This is a floor spacing league. They're looking for centers that can shoot threes. They're looking for power fours that can shoot threes. When you're a point guard and you can't shoot threes, there's a problem. Now granted, Ben Simmons is still be a candidate because he's still a great player. But Donovan Mitchell is obviously going to win this. He already surpassed him in points per game. Donovan Mitchell is averaging 18.1 points per game. Simmons averaging 17.3 and it's only going to keep going down because scouting reports will tell coaches not to let him get to the paint. Just stay in front of him and he can't score. He'll pass the ball. His assists will go up but his points per game will go down. Donovan Mitchell can't be guarded like that. He can shoot threes. He can drive to the rim. He can throw down. He can ball handle. He can pass. He can play defense. He can do everything. He's a phenomenal player. He's like D. Wade and James Harden. It's a combination of the two. So when you put that in perspective, he's already had multiple 20-point games. He's had a bunch of 30-point games. And he had a 40-plus point game this season. The first player to do it 
Since Blake Griffin, he scored 47 points in a game his rookie season. He's going to join the elite club of players that score over 20 points per game in a season, which is very small. Want me to tell you those players are? So the players that average over 20 points per game their entire careers. Ready? LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Carmelo Anthony, Michael Jordan. That's it. So when you add Donovan Mitchell, who's already about to start averaging over 20 points a game because he continues to score over 20 points a game, he's the best player on the Jazz. He, in his first year, has become the number one option. There was no hype around him. This was no LeBron James coming in. No one thought, everyone thought Lonzo Ball was going to be the greatest thing ever since sliced bread. And then this kid pops up and starts making big plays, dropping 40 points a game, dropping 30 points a game, dropping 20 points a game. No one saw it coming. And every time I see this kid play, I go, dang, I love Nilakina, but why couldn't we have drafted this kid? He's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. He's going to win Rookie of the Year because he's going to score over 20 points a game. It's that simple. He can't be guarded. Ben Simmons can. Don't let him get in the paint. And it makes your life 100,000 times easier. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do to be Ben Simmons. Don't let him get into the paint. When we get back, we're going to talk about last night's top players, last night's games, and tonight's matchups. I'm your host, Mike O'Day. Stay tuned for more right here at the Sports Corner. Hello, and thank you for tuning into the third segment of Sports Corner. I'm your host, Mike O'Day. Let's talk about last night's top players, shall we? Let's talk about Michael Beasley, a.k.a. The Walking Bucket, a.k.a. Mellow on the left side of the floor, a.k.a. B-Easy, a.k.a. The Goat in New York. Scored his second 30-point game this season. Leading the Knicks to victory over the Thunder. Spoiling Melo's homecoming game. Had a great two-way performance. All around was just phenomenal. I, I, I could not have been happier with the performance that he gave last night. Now, LeBron James getting his 60th triple-double. Passing Larry Bird on the all-time triple-double list. Had 29 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. Phenomenal play from the King. So about last night's games, Trailblazers versus Hornets. Trailblazers beat the Hornets 93-91, holding the Hornets to only 34.7% shooting from the field. Now the Hornets had a chance to tie up the game, but Al Farku Amino blocked the game-tying shot to win it for the Trailblazers. CJ McCollum had 25 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists on 10-17 shooting. And Nick Batum had 23 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists on 9-17 of shooting. Jazz versus Cavs, another great game from the Rook for the Jazz, but it wasn't enough to bring them over LeBron's 29-point contribution. Cavs won it 109-100. to 100. Donovan Mitchell had 26 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 11 of 16 shooting. LeBron James had 29 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, 1 steal, and 9 of 15 shooting. And after the game, LeBron James and Donovan Mitchell had a good chat, giving him advice. D-Wade was also there to talk to him as well. Now, Thunder versus Knicks. The Knicks spoiling Carmelo Anthony's homecoming. Winning it 111-96. Russell Westbrook had 25 points, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. 2 steals on 9 of 18 shooting. And Michael Beasley, the walking bucket, with 30 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks on 11-18 shooting. Phenomenal play from Bees. Clippers versus Heat. Heat win it by 5, 85-90. Sweet Lou Williams had 13 points, 1 rebound, 7 assists on 460 shooting. Rough shooting night for him. Josh Richardson 
Had 28 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, and 3 blocks on 10 to 16 shooting. Great night for him. Going to be part of this Heat's young core. Looking forward to see what he does in the coming years. Bucks versus Rockets. Rockets with their 13th straight win. Chris Paul, the only player to win 14 straight games and never lose one on a new team. So they're just unbeatable with CP3. That's just what it is. Rockets win at 115 to 111. The Greek Freak had 28 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, a 10 of 22 shooting. James Harden had 31 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 block on 8 of 21 shooting. Rough night for him, but he got to the free throw line was able to make his contributions there. Suns versus Timberwolves. Now, this was crazy. I did not expect this at all. Suns win this 108 to 106. It's Isaiah Cannon who, hit, who got fouled on the three-point line with 6.1 seconds remaining and hit three free throws to give them the lead. And Butler missed the game-tying shot. It was blocked the first time. They didn't call a foul. And then he went and took a contested mid-range shot from the corner. Off balance. And it almost went and just rolled out. So we just missed the game-tying shot. Dragon Bender had 17 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block, a 6 of 10 shooting for the Suns. Carl Anthony Towns had 28 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, and 7-17 shooting. Mavs versus Spurs. Mavs blew an 11-point lead in the last couple minutes as the Spurs went on a 13-0 run. Manu Ginobili's game-winning layup capped it off, going in isolation and just smoking his defender, hitting the layup. Spurs win it 96-98. Maxi Kleber... Had 21 points, 3 rebounds, 3 blocks, a 9-10 shooting. Marcus Aldridge had 22 points, 14 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block, a 9-18 shooting. Celtics versus Grizzlies. Celtics win this one, 102-93. Kyrie Irving had 20 points, 2 rebounds, 6 assists, 7, no, 17 shooting. Marcus All had himself a night in the loss with 30 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, on 11-19 shooting. We're going to talk about today's matchups. And that's about it. I won't be doing a podcast tomorrow because I will be at the Knicks and Hornets game. So I'm going to do a double time the day after. Stay tuned for more right here at the Sports Corner. I'm your host, Mike O'Day. See you in a bit. Hello, welcome back to the final segment of Sports Corner. I am your host, Mike O'Day. Let's talk about tonight's matchups. We, have, we don't have a lot of games tonight. We have the Raptors versus the Kings. Raptors are obviously going to win that one. Magic and Pistons. Pistons are obviously the better team, giving this one the Pistons. Pacers versus Nets. Pacers. And Cavs versus Wizards. With no auto porter because of a hip injury, I'm giving it to the Cavs. I wasn't going to give it to the Wizards, even if he was there. But now, without him there, they're losing a big player on their team. So I'm definitely giving this to the Cavs. That's all for today. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, I'm your host, Mike O'Day. This is Sports Corner. See you next time.